0: Well, today we are gonna conclude our series called Multiply, and today we are gonna talk about this very important topic for each of us, and it's called Take Your Shot. And there comes a moment in our lives where we all realize that we have to kind of take uh, a step in a direction that we often call a leap of faith. It's something about us going into the unknown. I was just texting with someone yesterday and they were telling me about how they've made a life decision to take an unexpected step and to do something that they normally would not have considered doing before. And he was, in essence, saying, I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to do it now. And there's been a moment, I think, in all of our lives where we kind of weighed, the pros and cons, like we've kind of taken in the advice, we've asked for counsel, we have kind of pondered our own reality, but also the misgivings we have about where we are, but where we would rather, much rather be. And we've made a decision where we said, I'm just gonna do that, I'm gonna take my shot. And the reason you did that is because you knew that there was more. Uh, More to you, more that you wanted to experience, more that you wanted to see in this life and in this world for yourself. And you felt like what you were living was not a measure or a correct measurement. It wasn't the right standard or standard. You knew that, well you were just higher than that standard that you had been living at and had become complacent with and that you had decided for a season and for a time this was gonna have to be enough. And then you made the decision to take your shot. How many of you have taken that shot and then, well, unfortunately, maybe regretted it? You took your shot, and then you realized that you shouldn't have. Like, it just wasn't the right decision. It, it didn't turn out the way that you thought. And so then you made another decision, and that was that you would never take your shot again. And I think we've all done that. We've all been there. And 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 if you haven't, and depending on even how young you are, or no matter how... Ad- How much older you've gotten, you just look at yourself and you say, I don't have time to take my shot anymore. That time has passed. But if the Bible teaches anything, it teaches us that there is nothing that can actually hold us back from ever taking that shot when God is with you. And and there is the key in in all of this is that there is this understanding that, that God just doesn't want you to look to him and to serve him and to follow him and obey him and just to blindly do whatever it is that he asks of you. But he wants you to make a decision about following him in a way that enables you to experience what we have understood is the principle of multiplication. And I want to tell you the story as it's found in the Gospel of Luke and beginning at chapter 5 and verse 1. And it says that on a day that Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, there were great crowds that pressed in and they came to listen to what they understood was the Word of God. And then it says that Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. And for the fishermen had left them and were now washing their nets. And what Jesus does is that he just takes the liberty and he just steps into one of the boats. And Jesus asks Simon, who was the owner of that boat, and he says, I want you to now to push it out into the water. And so then Jesus sat in the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. And when he had finally finished speaking, he said to Simon, I want you to go out where it is deeper, and I want you to let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replies, we worked hard all last night, and we didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, Then I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. And they shouted for help. And their partners came in the other boat. And and soon both boats were filled with fish and they were both on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus. And then he said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. Because he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others that were with them. Now his partners, James, John, and the sons of Zebedee, they were also amazed. And then Jesus replied to Simon, I don't want you to be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything. And they follow Jesus. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts. It's a beautiful story of this miraculous catch and this multiplication of fish in a time and season in which these disciples were incredibly discouraged having not caught anything. Even the best fishermen in the world come back with uh, empty nets. It's not easy to always go out and come back to shore with a great number of fish. And they were not surprised by this, but they were surprised by the timing of it. I've been fishing many times, and even with the current technology and the best lures and the fishing poles that I think are going to cast a line as far as I can possibly throw it, it doesn't always result in me having fish in the boat. Many times I've come back tired, frustrated, wet, cold, uh, sore and 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 have nothing to show for it, but it doesn't stop me from going out again, because the best part of fishing is the eating your lunch and drinking. That's the that's the part that. <laughs> So even if you don't come back with anything, my survival doesn't depend on the fish that I have to bring back to shore. So I'm okay if I don't catch anything. I still had a good day, I was out in nature, I enjoyed the lake and and, uh, the friendship of talking maybe too loudly, scaring the fish off, I don't know. But it's one of those things. But I do know that when we come back from a season of our life or a moment in our life when we are tired, when we are exhausted, when we are discouraged, when we are frustrated, I know that there isn't anyone who wants someone to walk up and get in your boat. And that's what Jesus did. Like these guys were done for the day. You understand what this means? If you're in retail and someone walks in a minute before closing, you want to kill that person. There is, there is no compassion or love to where, even if you tell them we're closed, You know, in that moment, if you haven't officially closed, you're still open. It's the same thing for a a restaurant. When someone comes in at the last moment and makes an order, it's like you don't want to serve that customer because you're done. You finished cleaning your grill, you're done. Like, you want to go home. You've had a long day. This is not what you want to do. So imagine that this moment is a moment in which the boat is empty, and the nets are being cleaned. And then Jesus shows up, and he steps into the boat, and he says, when you are done for the day, you're tired, discouraged, and frustrated, he says, push up from the shore a little, and then listen while we're here in the shallow. I don't know about you, but when my day is done, I don't want to even hear my own voice in my head. Let alone a sermon. Like Jesus shows up and says, okay guys, it's time for church. Are you kidding me? Like bring on the pandemic, you know? I don't want to do this. I don't want to sit and listen. Are you kidding me? Not now. Like, I'll, I'll be fresh tomorrow, you know? Like, let's meet. Let's meet at a different time, but not right now. Like, they get stopped and interrupted after having the worst possible day. And I want you to understand that the interruptions of Jesus in our lives are the precursor for the miraculous. And if you understand this principle, you will understand that when you are least ready... And when you are definitely not expecting it, when you are in the moment in which you realize you are not in the right frame of mind or heart or even life position, that that is exactly when Jesus is going to ask you to take your shot. But he's going to do it smart. He's going to come and he's going to just show up and he's going to sit in your boat. And in the most gentle of ways, he's going to say, why don't you just like push me out into the water a little bit. Now, he hasn't said what he's about to do yet. But when he tells them to do that and they end up in the shallow, Jesus starts teaching. And the moment that he starts teaching, in the moment when they're the most tired, the most discouraged, the most frustrated, and the moment in their life when their belief is at its lowest, Jesus begins to build them up. To experience the miraculous catch. And I want you to see that that's what Jesus does. Is that he doesn't come in rampaging into your life and into your heart. But he comes in like that. Just steps into your boat. Pushes you a little bit off from the shore. And then just begins to speak power into your life. And without even realizing, what he's doing is that he's fueling you up. He's filling you up. And he's getting you ready for the next moment. And and the next moment turns out that it's about going deeper. Now, I wonder if at this point you would identify with this reality that you are at a place spiritually where maybe you and Jesus are still in the shallow end. And that's okay. But the next moment is important because what Jesus then tells his disciples is that he says, in particular to Peter, now we're in the shallow end, but where I want you to go next is where it's deeper. And then once he gets him to the place where it's deeper, that's when he gives him the instructions. Now, because we're in a place that I have led you to, in a place where you now can experience what comes next, here's one more thing I want you to do. I want you to take the nets that you've just cleaned that you put away for the day that you were just discouraged with, that caught you nothing, that made you come back to shore, you and your partners, with nothing to offer and to show for it. And in a short period of time, you're going to have to go home and explain to the wife that there's not any fish and, and how they don't know what they're going to eat or how they're going to pay their bills. And I want you to go to the place that's deeper. And in that moment, when God is pushing you in a direction that you don't really want to go, especially in a time in your life when you are not up for it, in that moment, Jesus is telling you that that's exactly where you need to go because once you get there and you cast the nets that you have cleaned and come back empty with, I promise you that something different is about to happen. Something different is going to take place. And so he tells them, why don't you let down your nets? And in essence, he's telling them, Simon, Peter, take your shot. Take your shot. It's time. And, and, and what Peter says is, I've been taking my shot. You don't understand, we've been doing this all night. We've been doing this and coming up empty. These are experienced fishermen. They've been doing this over and over again. And the last thing he needs to hear is from someone who isn't a fisherman, who's actually a carpenter, telling them where to go and where to drop their nets. There's nothing worse than getting advice from someone who isn't even in the same realm of expertise. Isn't it true? And I know that when people sometimes give advice, it's not always going to be well-received, but we automatically sometimes size up the advice we're receiving based on the professional expertise that may or may not be there. True or not true? If that person is someone that we ultimately believe have something to offer, we are going to listen and take that advice and most likely put it into practice because they have our respect they have knowledge that we feel we can benefit from in the realm that we're in that we previously did not possess and so we're going to listen and so i want you to imagine that this moment is not a moment that is rooted in professionalism, or respect of a trade. It is 100% a moment in which it has to do with faith. Simon Peter is not listening to Jesus because he knows fishing. He's listening to Jesus because he knows that he knows God. And that what he has to offer him is more than just advice about how to cast the nets. It's about taking a step of faith in a manner that he had never taken it before. And I want you to understand that when God comes into your life, he helps you to take the shot, which is spiritual, but it applies to everything everything that is material in your world. That what God has to offer you impacts every realm and is not excluded from the ones where you don't believe that he can actually have an impact in. And that's why many times when we examine who we are, what we have, and what we have to show for it, all we have are empty boats and empty nets. Because we have not allowed God to take us to that place through Jesus where it is deeper and have listened to where he has told us to cast the net. And if we go back to shore and our boat is empty and our nets are empty, it isn't because God wants us to go back to shore that way. It's because we haven't been going out in the boat with Jesus to begin with. And it's because we haven't been listening to where it is that he's been telling us to take our shot. So I know the difference now in my life when I have taken shots without God and when I've taken them with him. I know the difference now where I have convinced myself that the shot that I took was blessed by God when it was only blessed by me. Has anyone else ever done that? You convinced yourself that your shot was blessed by God, but it wasn't? And you, 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 you didn't even, like, hit the rim. Do you know that what I'm saying? You just threw up an air ball. And it was embarrassing, people were watching because you had told everybody you were gonna sink it. Because you were convinced, you were certain that what you were doing and taking that shot was blessed and anointed by God and it wasn't. And look, you're not alone. I think part of this process of of growing and going to the place that is deeper is that you have to first set up from the shore in the shallow. And when you're listening to Jesus, he leads you to a place that is deeper so that you can recognize his voice. And when he tells you, hey, I want you to cast your net here. I want you to do it now. And I want you to do it on this side of the boat because it matters. Everything matters. The moment that I tell you, this is what I want you to do. And in that moment, guess what God's going to do? He's going to make sure that your reality matches your desire for the multiplication. Can we say amen to that? I want my reality to match up with the multiplication that God has in store for me. I want my everyday to be about how God is is with me not because my life is going to be easy and not because it isn't going to be without pain and sickness and 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 financial troubles and breakups and 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 conflict it's not because I'm going to live a kind of life that is just like perfect everyday no one lives that life we saw that even in the life of Jesus he didn't live that life we saw how his life ended on a cross That's not a good finish, is it? It's not like he teaches us that if we follow him, everything's going to go right. But what he shows us is that in the process of being with him and walking with him, even the worst moments of our lives can turn into moments of multiplication. And our reality can experience a multiplication that is actually overflowing with multiplication. Because Jesus doesn't just tell you, go out into the deeper and then tells you, cast your nets, and then tells you which side of the boat. But when you bring the nets back in, you have so much that the boat can't float. That the boat won't float. You have so much blessing in your life that you have to get to shore as quickly as you possibly can. You have to call others to come out because there's so much fish that you can't even fit it in the one boat, you're gonna have to put it in the second. And then that one's gonna overflow, and then that one's gonna start to sink. And when you get to shore, you're looking at your boat and you're saying to yourself, this is impossible. This is beyond possible. This is impossible. This is miraculous. These guys looked at what they had brought in and they knew that what they brought in, they could never have done on the route. And they had just tried and tried all night as we read and they were unsuccessful. And so I look at my life and I say, God, how come my boat is empty? Lord, why is it that my net is empty? And then I realized that I'm still with Jesus just a few feet from the shore Living my life in the shallow. When he's urging me to go out to the deeper. Because that's where the miraculous catch is going to take place. Not by the shore, but in the place that I've never been before. With him in the boat with me, now telling me how to experience multiplication. See, multiplication happens when Jesus is in the boat with us. Multiplication occurs when we step out in faith in the moments when we are tired, when we are discouraged, when we are frustrated, and when we have very little faith to believe that anything could happen at all. It is in those moments, not when we are already strong and built up and ready for the fight and have experienced other miracles to understand that a big miracle is about to happen, that Jesus is just basically telling us in moment after moment, I'm in the boat with you. We're going out to the shallows. The next moment, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out to the deeper. There are times when you will not be prepared for what comes next you're not going to be ready for it but guess what Jesus is going to prepare you for it nonetheless by being in the boat with you can you say amen to that he's in the boat and if he's urging you to go it's because he's going to do it you see what multiplication does is that it brings us then to a deeper confession What happens next in Peter's life is that he goes before Jesus, awestruck by the multiplication of fish, and he gets down on his knees and he says to him, Get away from me because I am sinful. See, when God multiplies miracles in our life, we don't feel more worthy, we feel less worthy. You don't get more proud, you get more humble. You don't look at yourself and say you deserve it more. What you say is you deserve it less. You see, you look at yourself and you say, the blessing I have isn't because of me, it's in spite of me. It isn't anything that I did, it's everything that he's done. And because of that, you experience multiplication. And so what God does is that he brings us to a place where we stop taking credit for how great we are, how smart we are, for the decisions that we've made, for the timing of those decisions, and for the results of those decisions, and we start giving all the glory to him. And you get to the place where you recognize that you are gifted, talented, that you are worthy, worthy of love and respect and honor, that all of those things God wants you to have. But at the same time, you also know that those things are not your idols. Those things are not greater than the Jesus who is in the boat with you, bringing to the the deeper place so that you can experience the multiplication. What God has to offer you is far greater than anything you can bring into your boat yourself. Anything you can catch with your net on your own. And that's what brought them to a deeper place of confession. I I, I know that it's hard to do this, but would you ever walk away at the peak for something higher? Would you ever look at everything and say, this is still nothing in comparison to being with Jesus? because that's what happens at the miraculous catch. After they get their boats filled and weighed down where they could no longer float them, they had to bring them to shore and empty them before they sank, guess what happens? Jesus tells them on the peak of their fishing career, he says, leave it all behind and follow me. Listen, when when you're at your peak, you'll look for another peak, am I right? When you've climbed a high mountain, you look for a higher mountain. When you look at the elevation that you're at, you think, there is a higher elevation that I can attain. There's a next level for me, and I want to get there. And what Jesus does to them is that he tells them, I want you on the day that is the greatest in your life, a day that people will speak about for centuries, a day in which... No one will ever forget how many fish you brought to shore. On a day in which your names will be known in this town forever. On a day in which there will be no greater day for you, walk away. Unless you're Tom Brady and you retire and then you come back. (laughs) Even after winning seven Super Bowls. There are people who just don't know how to hang it up. (laughs) But some people like to walk away from their career at the highest point, right? And what Jesus does is that he's telling them, I've got something higher. You know what that higher is? He says, I'm going to make you people who are going to fish for people. You're going to go out and you're going to make a difference in people's lives like never before. You're going to offer them what I offer them. You're going to walk in my footsteps. You're going to be like me. You're going to do what I did. And you're going to make a difference in this world. And he says, the highest moment in your life isn't this one. It's the one to come. Now, I don't know what the next moment is that God is going to call you to. It may be like Peter to do exactly what he called Peter And James and John to do on that day. But it may look different, very different. But just know this that God isn't just the Lord of your history, He is also the Lord of your future. And what God has to bring you next is higher, it's deeper. It's wider. It is beyond anything that you've ever experienced before. It is his miraculous multiplication in your life. Are you ready to receive that? And to give him the opportunity to show you what that is. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you and, and to be able to open up our homes and our hearts and our lives to you. We give you our careers. We give you our health. We give you our relationships. We give you everything that is about us and and even those things that are unknown, those things that are hidden in dark places and we don't like for others to know about or for them to see the light of day. And Lord, if it's known or it's a secret, all of it is known to you. There's nothing hidden before your eyes. And as we come before you, we ask that you would bring about the transformation that leads to this powerful multiplication that you have in store for us. Thank you for what you have taught us today, for the principles that you have shared and, and for how it opens up our mind and heart to receive this miracle of multiplication. You've got great things in store for each person here today, Lord. And and maybe they've taken their shot and they've regretted it. And maybe they've taken their shot and they've thought that they were at their peak. But Lord, today you have shown us that you have something more for all of us. And we want to put our faith and trust in you just like Peter did that day. And so we ask that you would bless every life, every heart, that you would hear every thought and that you would answer every prayer and that you would do so as we bring it to you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you immensely.